Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond the Ribbon, a podcast of the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center. To learn more about the Survivorship Center, visit 24survivorship.org. Hey, everyone, welcome to our podcast. My name is Ryan Parnell, and I'm the director of the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center. I want to take a minute and introduce you to my co-host for this podcast, Pam McMillan. Pam, how are you? I'm good, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be your co-host. For those of you that don't know me, I am the adult survivorship oncology nurse here at the center. Absolutely. I'm really glad you're here. Uh, you're going to bring a lot to the table for this podcast. And uh, here in just a minute, we're really going to get diving into what exactly our listeners can expect from us and why we're so passionate, because I know that we both are very passionate about helping survivors. But first, you know, I just have to kind of throw this out there and say this has been a long time in the works. What an adventure it has been up until this point. Lots of planning, discussion, and thought has gone into making this podcast um, and to get us to where we are today, to episode one. Right. Including um, the name. Yeah. Yeah. The name is, uh, it was been challenging and it was kind of a chore. So <laughs> let's dive into about the name, Pam. Let's walk, let's walk through that. Yes. We chose Beyond the Ribbon. Um, some may like to associate their um, journey with the color of the cancer ribbon, but it's Beyond the Ribbon. And um, we know that um, some people might like to associate with that pink or purple ribbon, but um, we know that there's life after you hear those three words, um, you have cancer. So we came up with Beyond the Ribbon because we know that there is something after that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is episode one, as you said, uh, and we're titling it What to Expect. And I think... Um, you know, that's going to be important because a lot of our survivors really don't know what to expect naturally when they're diagnosed. And then, of course, when they finish their treatment, uh, that's why they have us. So uh, let's dive into what they can expect from us weekly on this podcast. Yes. But can we start with what a cancer survivor is? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many people um, don't know what the definition of a cancer survivor is. So um, it is from the moment of diagnosis when somebody hears those three dreaded words, you have cancer, until the end of a person's life. And it's important that um, survivors know that that's what the definition is. So we're here for them. Absolutely. You know, um, ultimately, let's be just real. It's it's a label. And um some will say they don't feel like that until maybe so many years after treatment. Some will say they don't uh, really understand what it means to be a survivor. And really and truly, d- does it matter, Pam? No, it doesn't. And, you know, those feelings are very normal. Um, and that's why we like to say from the moment of diagnosis, we're here for you and have resources to help you. Yeah, some of you know, uh, and many of you may not know, uh, we operate the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center in Amarillo, and uh, it's a free resource for patients who live in the 26 counties of the Texas Panhandle, regardless of where they've been treated. We like to say we're uh, treatment agnostic. doesn't matter if you're treated locally or if you're treated in uh, a bigger city. Um, we have programs and services for you uh, and your caregiver if you live in, in the Texas Panhandle. And you really have access to everything that goes on here from the moment of diagnosis, uh, during your treatment, after treatment, and then ultimately it's up to you to decide kind of when you're more or less finished with us, right? Right. And and did we mention that it's free? Everything is free, 100% free, no charge. Um, that's That's a very important piece. 
Did you say free run? I did. <laughs> you know, it's funny because so many times when, when we talk about what goes on here and people just think it's too good to be true because it, it, there's no way this is free. And What's the catch, right? Yeah. Where, where, when does the other shoe fall? Because this can't be free. It's too good. And it is. It's absolutely 100% free. And, and we're very blessed to be able to provide these services for free. Um, and it's important um, for those that have gone through cancer. And we know that um, it's expensive, it's costly, but um, sometimes they don't take um, time for themselves and do wellness activities. And so that's why we like to have those available for them. Um, Ryan, do you have a list of all the activities that we have I do. here? I do. Hold on tight. It's a long list. Yeah, so strap in uh, and get ready. These these are what's most important, you know, because as you said, a lot of times survivors don't take advantage of, the, you know, services and activities and um, self-care, uh, taking care of themselves, and that's important. Um, it's, it is about treating their cancer, and it is about getting over their cancer, but then ultimately the goal is to get back to living and get back to life. And so um, that's what we focus here. Um, you know, so let's just start running through some of these, and um, we, we've got some great instructors uh, that teach these classes. Uh, some of, you know, who are what I would say are, are the best instructors in this town. I agree with that. So it's really exciting. Uh, walking group. So we have a walking group uh, that, that uh, people can be a part of. Uh, it's real simple, real easy, right? Getting active, being moving, you know, as best as you can based on how you feel that day. Uh, let your body be your guide kind of thing is what we say. That's right. And walking is one of the easiest exercises that you can do for yourself. Right, right. Water exercise. And this is a this is one of my favorite. Not that I'm uh, partake in the water exercises, but it's one of my favorite because of the group of people that are in water exercise. They, that is a, a rowdy bunch, I think you could say. Yeah, they like to have a good time. Um, and, they, and they do. They get a good workout uh, in the pool and, and have a good time doing that. Um, we have two different types of yoga. We have a, a regular, what you would consider traditional yoga, and then we do a chair yoga. So many of our folks, Pam, you know, they really struggle with balance once they're done with their treatment. And so it's important to note that every one of these classes are adaptable and our instructors are good at making changes and making it fit each individual person. Everyone is welcome. That's right. Um, there's two other classes that are really, really easy to be involved in uh, and do not take a lot of effort. One is Tai Chi and the other is Qigong. And people are probably going, what in the world is Qigong? <laughs> well, it's a seated form of a Tai Chi and it's very relaxing, something that anybody can do. Yeah, those those classes, they're, they're not uh, anything crazy. They really teach you to focus on being in the moment, which is something I think we all could benefit from and uh, focus on breathing and really kind of just being present. That's okay. That's what really is important. Sometimes that's very hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another class that we offer is Zumba, uh, which is a lot of fun. They have a, a, a really good time in there. Um, and then some of our more difficult, one of our more difficult classes or more challenging classes, our step class, where they do uh, like an aerobic exercise with steps. Um, we have another one that's really easy for our folks to do, which is balance class. If they have problems with their balance, again, that tends to be um, an older population that has um, from their chemo and their radiation, some of the side effects there that we know about. Uh, one of my favorite is uh, pound. I, I like to play like I'm playing the drums. And so pound class is a lot of fun. It is. You can hear the music when you come to pound. <laughs> that's right. 
bells and bands. That's another one of our uh, more challenging classes. Um, and of course, that's not referring to uh, jingle bells. That's referring to dumbbells and resistance bands. So uh, they like to have a little more heavier weights in there for those folks. Uh, we recently started an open gym class where uh, we invite everyone to come and be a part of um, taking advantage of the equipment that's in a gym setting, like the treadmill, the elliptical, and things like that. And so it's really up to them as to kind of what they want to be a part of and do that day. Nick, sometimes it's overwhelming going to a new gym and not knowing how to use the equipment. So it's nice that we have a cancer exercise specialist there to help them and know what they're doing on that equipment so they don't hurt themselves. Right, right. Ask questions, be engaged with that exercise specialist. And speaking of our exercise specialist, um, we offer personal training. And this is a really an opportunity to get one-on-one with our cancer exercise specialist. Again, it's not personal training that's going to take you to punch the heavy bag or train you for a marathon kind of deal, right? Far from that. Far from that. It's taking you where you are and really advancing how your your body is reacting and, and, and be, help you become stronger, help you become more active uh, at the state that you're in. So that's what's most important. And sometimes it's intimidating to go back to a class or go to the gym after you've had treatment because they're so deconditioned and the survivor is. And so that's a nice starting point to um, get with our personal trainer and have her work with you one-on-one. Right. And she's so good. She's really good at, at working with our, with our, our folks. Um, Fitball is another one of those more advanced classes where they use the big balance balls and uh, do uh, crunches and activities on those. Um, one of the ones that's important I think that nobody wants to miss and everybody tries to get in on is our oncology certified massage therapist. Oh, yes. Um, It's very relaxing. Um, Those uh, appointments can be hard to get into, but Melanie does a terrific job um, letting you relax, just kind of taking things off. Um, It's nice for those that suffer from neuropathy, um, you know, moving their hands and feet, so kind of relieves that um, great another great class that we offer all about de-stress de-stress right de-stress um we have a support group that meets um twice a month and um it's a really fun group that's co-taught uh by a couple of different folks that really have a good understanding of of how to work with our our survivors in a supportive way and really just leaning on each other when when there's something going on or um, just walking through this journey together supportively, it, it makes a huge difference. Um, I do believe so. Um, but that's not only for the survivor, it's also for the caregivers. Sometimes we leave out the caregivers and they have just as much stress, um, if not more, if not more. than the survivor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we have an art group that meets um, and it is probably one of the more fun and tends to be, uh, let's see, how do we put it? Uh, messy, messy sometimes, <laughs> which is fun, which is fun. So yeah, I think, uh, they, they do continually do lots of fun activities in there. You never know when a Tiffany will bust out the glitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, one of the other things that's, that's unique is we have a variety of um, cancer survivors who are part of our instructors group that, that lead survivors. And this is a good example of our book club. Um, you know, they meet and they, they choose a uh, book that's not 
medically related. It's not, you know, a, a feel good or feel bad book about cancer. That's not it at all. We, you know, we don't focus on that. And so uh, they're, they're constantly doing a new book and uh, led by a cancer survivor. It's nice just to have a little group to come together and discuss a book that you've read. That's right. That's right. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I know that you know, um, and we're told often about for cancer survivors is diet and eating habits and things like that. And so uh, we partner with a dietitian and work through several different things. But one of the things that's unique that we do is uh, some of these nutrition classes that, that Whitney puts on. Yes, um, they're very informative. Um, sometimes we don't realize how bad we're eating until we come to those classes. Um, she has lots and lots of information. Um, some of the ones that I've liked um, is like healthy cancer fighting breakfast, easy snacks, how to read your labels. Um, she's a wealth of knowledge. You know, I think one time she made smoothies and a variety of different things that uh one of the videos that we have of her on our website is um, making tostadas healthy tostadas and who doesn't love uh you know tostadas and mexican food a little spiciness maybe and it's really good she made it look so easy too for reals (laughs) you know one of the things pam and we talk about this a lot is um it's obviously not fun going through cancer and so it shouldn't be um, especially after cancer should not be just focused on what you're not doing and what you need to do more of or what you need to do less of you know we do have a little bit of that but those are things that are optional right so you know it's not all about exercising it's not all about walking it's not all about you know eating healthy we want to make sure that our folks have a little bit of fun and that's important right yes i mean they've just gone through you know, treatment, radiation, chemo, maybe some surgeries, and it's difficult. And so we try to mix in a lot of fun activities. And those of you that have been to some of our fun activities know exactly what we're talking about. Yes, we have lots of fun activities. Um, I think one of my um, favorite ones is the hikes at the canyon. Exactly. You know, um, it's it's interesting. So I love being outdoors. We love to camp. We love to ride bikes. We love to hike. We love to be outdoors. And it's just something that's really healing in terms of enjoyable wise and being outdoors. So I think that's what is most important by partnering with Paladura Canyon State Park and doing those hikes that we've done. Yeah, I'm living here in the Texas Panhandle. I've never taken advantage of Paladura Canyon until I started working here. There's a lot to look at in the park. There is. You know, we've done uh, our full moon hikes, which have been my favorite. Um, And then, of course, we've taken a couple of trips to the lighthouse with some survivors, which has been um, really, really exciting because the majority of the people that we've taken to the lighthouse have never been there. And so it's one of those things that once you see it, you'll never forget it. But also, I feel like it's kind of magical almost. I mean, it's the it's the pinnacle, the piece of what the park is known for. Right. And also the caves there, too. Yes. Yes. Lots of fun. Uh, Some of the other things that we do that are fun, um, you know, it's kind of going to be funny to say this because you may not ever think about doing this or having it be fun. But fly fishing, you know, it's a it's a lifelong skill. Um, and it actually has a benefit, especially for women who have had breast cancer, who have uh, lymph node dissection. So the, the method of fly fishing, it really kind of strengthens the arm and it kind of moves some of that area that sometimes doesn't get utilized. And we take them down to River Falls. And um, I'm telling you, Pam, I've been there three times with our fly fishing trips. And I, these are the biggest rainbow trout I've ever seen caught. 
I hear the ladies are a little more competitive than the men. They are. They are. It was funny. You know, um, we, we partner up our, our cancer survivors with a guide, a local person, and that knows how to fly fish. And I'm telling you, within five minutes, they're casting. And it, I think, honestly, to be truthful, um, one of the women caught the fish first before one of the men did in the previous time. And then they, they caught them quick. Um, I, it was nuts, but I tell you, it's a lot of fun. Um, we have all the equipment. That's what's cool too. They just show up, eat lunch, catch fish, have a good time, learn a new skill. And really it's enjoyable to be outdoors. We also do uh, some painting classes. We also do um, a flower arranging class, which is, I know one that you've been to several times. And it's so neat, you know, you just think, oh, I'm going to go get a bouquet of flowers at United or Sam's, wherever you may go. And um, the instructor really teaches you how to put your arrangement together. And it's nice because sometimes going through cancer, you're neutropenic, your counts are too low to have fresh flowers. So this is an opportunity to make a bouquet for yourself and celebrate you. Yeah. And, and also to learn how to work with flowers. I mean, I think you were telling me when we, we started talking about these classes is that, um, I mean, never knew how much there was involved in cutting and trimming and blowing on the flower and the various things, you tricks that you have to do to, to open it up. How important just fresh water is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. That's very important. Uh, you know, the, one of the other fun activities that we've now started to do um, really, really is exciting and really, really has been just um, an, um, it was an amazing time that we had, uh, and it's uh, very poetically named "Guys and Guns," and uh, sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it could be right. It could mm -hmm. be, but uh, what we've done with our Guys and Guns uh, classes, we partnered with um, Amarillo Police Department, and about four different guys from APD uh, are there, uh, and they provide the guns, and so we don't. No one brings their own. And uh, we go through a little training class. We go through a little, you know, discussion on safety and so forth, which is the right thing to do. And then turns into from there about four different stations that you rotate through and they talk to you about the gun and, you know, what to expect. And, and then, of course, it wouldn't be guys and guns if there wasn't a little challenge. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we have to have the challenge with the guys. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was fun. And, you know, it's, it's a good escape. It's a good time to be out and, and be away and maybe, you know, take your mind off of an upcoming treatment or an upcoming surgery and things like that. And it's hard to, you know, a lot of times to have guys open up. And so uh, it's been, it was really, really exciting to see some of the relationships that were formed and some of the, you know, the discussions that took place because quickly you, f you figure out I'm not the only one here with prostate cancer or gosh, I'm not the only one with colon cancer. So uh, it was really great. And we had a good time out there. Um, and then the last little fun activity we do uh, has been one that's been really exciting to see come to fruition. Um, we have a four legged friend and uh, his name is Sam and we partnered with guide 421 and uh, we're really excited to have Sam attend some of our, our programs as our therapy dog. He's there to give you a hug or just you can give him a scratch. He's very calm. Um, he'll just plop down on the floor and just relax. Yeah. Um, give you like 30 minutes to quit rubbing his belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. We talked about this the other day. Um, it's probably, as dogs go, it's probably the job for a dog. A dog's dream. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, lots of love, lots of hugs, lots of, you know, uh, dog talk. 
and lots of treats too. I've noticed that um, he's become very, very skilled at knowing where the treats are and who has them and what do you have to do to get it. So he has a lot of fun with that. But I, I mean, our, our survivors just love loving on Sam. Yes. So now let's talk about this. We've got three other activity areas that we have that are very, very important uh, for survivors. And these are kind of what we utilize on an as needed basis. Uh, the first is we work with two different licensed professional counselors and provide counseling services for um, the survivor and the caregiver. Um, sometimes it's for the family. Um, it just it just depends on the, the, the unique situation and what's needed. And um, to be able to sit down and just talk through some, some things, whether it's how do I, you know, talk with my loved one about this or my children or whatever the situation is. Um, again, we have a resource for you. I know whenever I meet with patients, sometimes it's um, they don't want to burden their family. So this is a great sounding board for them to um, have someone to talk to. Um, so it's important that um, people look out for counseling and, and seek it out. Yes. You know, and, and staying with counseling, we also have nutrition counseling, which is a one-on-one um, session with our, our one of our dietitians and really kind of being able to kind of look deeper into, you know, here's some ways to combat, you know, you're, you're not able to swallow really well, or here's some things that to avoid. Here's some seasonings to avoid or to add so that your food has a taste. I know that's a, a huge problem with um, some of the chemos, right, is right. Um, loss of taste. Loss of taste and sometimes adding just a spice can help you eat more so you um, can remain strengthful um, through your treatment. And these are all things, right, that, I mean, no one needs to know these things until you need to know them. And right. so, and that sounds weird to say, but I mean, unless you're in a situation like a, a cancer survivor is going through treatment, whether it's radiation or, or chemo, there's going to be side effects other than just your typical that you think of. Um, and so these are all resources that, that are available to them and to you guys listening um, to help you with this. There's no reason to sit and, and cope with something and struggle with something um, that you're unable to work through. So we have these resources. And then the last resource that we have that's kind of on an as-needed basis is a, so, a social worker. And we're really fortunate to have a social worker because they're in a kind of short supply and one that really understands how to help people. Right. Seeking the things that maybe our survivors need help with, um, utilities or medical bills or different things she can help um, along the way. Right. You know, and it's it's important to remember that um, this is a lot of stuff, right? Yes. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of things to choose from. But as we always kind of talk about it being a buffet, you know, you might pick a little bit of this and you might try a little bit of that. And you don't, you try this and you go, oh, yoga is not for me, or gosh, that was too hard of a class. I'm going to take it down a notch and maybe go this route. And so as we always encourage people, find something, try it. If you don't like it, that's great. You don't have to come back. Yeah, it's great. And you come back to the next class, try a different class. Just finding a way to be plugged in makes a big difference. Staying active um, during treatment and especially after treatment. too. Right. Not being sedentary. Right. Absolutely. So, Pam, now that we've talked about what we have to offer at the Survivorship Center, and let's take it to the next step. Okay. Let's talk about what our listeners can expect from us on this weekly podcast that we've got going. 
Um, yes, we're really excited. Um, but first, if anybody wants to um, get more information about our classes, make sure you give us a call at 806-331-2400. Um, but some of the things that we are planning for this podcast um, are different topics, such as um, PTSD. A lot of people have PTSD and we struggle with it. What is PTSD? Post-traumatic stress disorder. I hear it all the time. I'm stressed. I'm worried. I'm anxious. Um, I have anxiety. So we're going to have a local expert um, come and talk about that. You know, I can't think of anything going through cancer treatment that's not stressful. Anything. So it would make sense that we would need to provide a resource and an expert for dealing and coping with uh, the stressful situations of going through treatment. So uh, that that is definitely going to be a high mark. Right. Um, Another uh, topic that we've come up with is uh, treatment saved my life but broke the bank. And I know it's it's hard. It's a financial strain. Um, So we're going to bring in a uh, local banker um, to give us some good advice. Uh, We also are going to hear from local caregivers. And we're going to hear from a genetic specialist um, talking about the importance of uh, genetic testing. And so much more. Absolutely. You know, I think the key thing on this is resources. Right. We want to provide resources uh, that can be beneficial to our our listeners, to our cancer survivors and their families. Um, You know, one thing that's important, too, to think about that we will be addressing and and talking through is is some things that some for some of our young adult survivors who are in different stages, you know, going back to work. What do I tell my employer? How do I go about doing this or doing that with my employer? Um, how do I talk to my children? You know, right. are we able to have children? Uh, what are those situations like? And so we want to be uh, very mindful of um, some of the different questions I know that you have heard here right. at the Survivorship Center and really be able to utilize this platform to bring good, sound evidence, you know, resources to them so you guys can listen to that and, and learn from that. From experts from all over, not just local experts. So absolutely, we are excited with some of our topics, um, but we'd love to hear suggestions um, from the audience. So if you have any suggestions, make sure that you email us at info at 24survivorship.org. That's right. Yeah, because what we feel like is important to bring to the table may be something that you're not necessarily as interested in. And so we want to hear from you. We want to let you not you guys be a part of this podcast. Play a role. Uh, if you have questions for us, you have um, suggestions, you have speakers, uh, definitely send us an email. That's exactly right, Pam. Yeah. We're just excited about this new adventure. So <laughs> It's going to be fun. It really is. It really is. So, Pam, why don't you tell our listeners, why are you excited about this? Why are you passionate about being a part of this podcast and helping survivors? Um, let me do a little backstory. I um, became a nurse a um, little over 11 years ago, and I started on the oncology floor at the hospital last place I wanted to work because who wants to work with cancer uh, patients? It's depressing. It's sad. Um, very quickly did I learn that was far from true. Um, my patients taught me a whole lot more than I was able to help them, I felt like. And so then I moved on to be a primary care nurse at a local um, facility here in town. And um, I saw the effects of cancer um, that um, it took on people. 
And I realized that um, there is something after cancer, after treatment. I'll never forget a lady was in the office and it was her last day of treatment. I was so excited. I mean, who wants to go to the doctors? Um, Her life had been told where she needed to be and how she needed to be, when to be, um, for at least six months. And now we were to the last treatment and she came in just crying. Didn't know what to do. And I could not understand why she was so sad. But um, I quickly learned that um, that's when um, patients need the most support sometimes. Um, I, I tend to think as cancer as a roller coaster, you get that diagnosis, you have cancer, you go, go through testing and doctor's appointments and treatment and radiation, surgery, and, and the list goes on and on. And then you're done with treatment and you hit that brick wall. And then what? And so um, that's a very, very scary time. Um, and that's why I know that survivorship is so important. And not only did that story um, make me very passionate, but um, I have lots of family members that have been affected. And so I know the importance of um, resources out there. And this is one of the greatest resources anybody could have in a community. Absolutely. You know, the thing about it too, Pam, is um, you talked about a couple of things you you, you touched on one is after treatment, after care, supportive you know, resources after they're done with treatment. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, well, you know, my employer or my friend or my spouse or, you know, whoever says, well, you're finished with treatment. I mean, things are, should be great. Get over it, Get, right? <laughs> let's go. You know, why are you so tired or why are you so down or what's going on? I mean, you're done with treatment. And so part of the, I think, too, with the resources and the support that we have is really to help uh, survivors better educate and, you know, understand how to uh, tell everyone, hey, I'm not quite done. I mean, it's I've still got some, you know, ultimately the goal, right, is to be back to your pre-cancerous state. And so that's that's where we're headed. That's the key. You know, you talked about education, and um, one of the things that I do here at the Survivorship Center is I get to meet um, the survivors once they've completed treatment. Um, I do two important documents, um, a treatment summary and a care plan. Sometimes it's uh, overwhelming once you get that diagnosis of cancer, and so um, sometimes the information may go in one ear and out the other. But um, I'm here to re-educate with those two documents. One, um, again, the treatment summary talks about the staging, the um, chemo that they went through, radiation, and then the care plan is just talks about um, the long-term side effects that they may have because of their treatment and what they've already heard, Um, but it's just re-educating them. And then also the importance of staying up um, with regular checkups. And then if they should have any questions, um, I can redirect them back to their physician or their nurse. I know it's an important thing that I do here, um, just re-educating people. It's very important, very important, because, um, you know, down the line, the patient's family needs to know exactly what mom or what dad had. You know, they need to be able to verbalize that and say, well, you know, to figure out if they're at risk, if they have some genetic uh, predisposition. So it's important. Education is key. So thank you for all of that, and thank you for caring for our patients here at the center. It's it's very it's it's awesome it's really fun well it's my honor but ron why are you so passionate well i too have had numerous uh, family members who have gone through cancer treatment and um 
you know, it was one of those things that when, when you, when cancer touches you, it changes your life and everyone will tell you exactly where they were when they heard those words or where they got the phone call. Uh, and so I'm going to tell you where I was, uh, November of 2006, I was having lunch with my wife, a kindergarten teacher at the time. And my doctor calls and says, Hey, I need to talk with you about your last scan. And, uh, there was very poor cell service in the room where we were. So I stepped out and he says, basically you have lymphoma. It's, it, it is classic symptoms of lymphoma. And naturally the first thing that goes in your head is, wait a minute, this is, Wait, do you have me? Me? You, you're talking. I mean, no, 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 no. Kind of takes your breath away. Exactly. You know, you think this was meant for somebody else. This was not me. And I remember thinking, I don't have time for this. <laughs> you know, obviously, <laughs> no one has time for it. But I just kept thinking, it's Thanksgiving. I don't have time for this. So he says, we need to get you scheduled with a, a surgeon. Um, you know, to go see a surgeon and uh, we'll get that scheduled next week. So of course I get to walk back into the room and explain to my wife that my doctor just told me I have lymphoma and which is a very hard discussion to have. It's not simple. And, you know, then you get to enjoy Thanksgiving because you think you have lymphoma and this is your doctor said this and you're going to now go to a surgeon. And so we go to the surgeon the following week. And of course he reiterates and says, oh yeah, it was classic symptoms on there. Looks exactly like it should for lymphoma. You know, we need to get a, a biopsy done so we can have some tissue to just start to stage and figure out where we are and what, what's going on and what type of lymphoma. And you go, and you know, your head's spinning. It's just totally spinning. And he says, um, when do you want to have a biopsy done? We need to get that scheduled. And of course I'm like, now let's, let's go <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> let, yeah, let's go across the street to the hospital. And let's get this done. And he says, well, it's the end of the year. Um, our schedule is pretty full. Uh, everybody has met their deductible, blah, blah, blah. So here we are. Let's figure out, well, lo and behold, I get to wait until December 29th. So another holiday you get to enjoy. Another holiday. And, uh, you know, it, it's crazy because you sit here and you go, this can't be, this this cannot be. And and it is. That's that's how long it took to get. And so now when I hear our patients and our survivors say, gosh, it took forever to get results, I totally can relate to that. Um, so I go and I have my biopsy and he comes out and Kimberly, my wife, wakes me in recovery and says, the doctor's here. He wants to talk to you. Okay. And he says, I hate it when I'm right. And I thought, oh, this is it. I've got lymphoma. I don't know what I'm going to do. Where am I going to go? How does this work? How am I going to pay for this? You know, mm-hmm. all those questions. And he says, um, it's not lymphoma. It's spleen tissue. It's called splenosis. And I think at that point, I, I drift back off to sleep. Uh, long story short, uh, when I was four, my brother and I were jumping off of chairs and landing in beanbags in, in the house. And um, I missed the beanbag, ruptured my spleen, had an emergency splenectomy when I was four. Your spleen is a part of the lymph system. So it's a part of the lymphatic system. Uh, and so when the organ ruptured, there were some pieces and parts left behind. And it has tried to regenerate in a place where there should not be a lymph, part of the lymph system, uh, which looks like lymphoma on scans. And um, which explains some of the confusion. Um, and you know, you go through this and I got the good news, right? I got the bad news and then I got the good news and not everyone gets to have good news so quickly. You know, I went from, you know, Thanksgiving to right before new year's and I was more or less done with my bad news. Um, but ultimately, you know, my wife and I, we sat there and we thought this, it was terrible. 
it was absolutely one of the most gut-wrenching moments where, what are you going to do? I got two young kids and a, and a wife and a career, and where do, where do we go from here? Probably and the longest month you had. It was. It really was. I don't even remember Thanksgiving and Christmas. I just remember thinking this could be my last. I mean, that's really it. You know, and that's that's the, I think that's human nature to think those bad things and think negatively right off the bat. Um, so we decided we got to do something. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And ultimately, 24 Hours in the Canyon was born out of that. And, uh, you know, here we are now, um, 14 years, going on 14 years of, of 24 Hours in the Canyon. And uh, initially, we started uh, donating money to Harrington Cancer Center, and providing mammography services and, and helping women who don't have insurance and, and need a mammogram or need some uh, patient assistance money. Um, and then just around uh, the end of 2012, uh, we needed to figure out a different plan because uh, the, the health system went to be for profit. And so we, ultimately we landed on survivorship services. It was not being done locally at all. Um, it was not being done really in, in, in the region. Um, and really and truly it was kind of still new. It was this new phenomenon kind of deal. And so we decided to start uh, with um, a, a, a clinic, if you will, at Harrington. Um, and we hired a nurse practitioner and, um, you know, it was, it, it was, it was really slow to get going because it was a new, uh, discussion type thing. It was a new piece that wasn't being done previously. And it was only focusing on the two things that you just mentioned that you do, the care plan and the treatment summary. That was it. Um, we didn't have any other ancillary things. And then, uh, in March of 2015, we started a standalone community-based center, uh, which is what it is today, the 24 hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center. And it was this kind of like we knew this is the this is what needs to happen. We just didn't have room and we didn't have the ability and the, the freedoms to do those kinds of things when we were at Harrington. No space. And right. so the, the nice thing is to be community based where, again, it doesn't matter where you're treated. It doesn't matter what kind of cancer you had. It doesn't matter any of the, whether you have insurance. We have those resources to help you. And uh, you came to actually work work for us in March. And, uh, and then in April of 2015, saw our first, uh, cancer survivor as a standalone facility. And that's kind of big, you know, our big milestone, right? Seeing the very first one and come to fruition. It's just been an amazing journey. It seems like it was just yesterday. And I was, I know I was nervous starting something new, something a lot of people didn't understand. Um, but I know we've come a long way since then. Yeah. Especially today here we are episode one of a new podcast never in my wildest dreams did i think that you know we would be doing all the activities that we talk about a bit ago much less doing a podcast i know it's crazy <laughs> some of the wild things that we've thought of and have tried and um, now we're here to a podcast right. i can't believe it yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's just we're trying different things trying new things we want to make sure to get uh, uh the good word out Right. right. We want everybody to be able to benefit from our center. You're right. I know because I've been asked and I know you've been asked. My cousin lives in insert name of town in another <laughs> state here. You know, um, where can they go to a place like this? I know I get phone calls all the time saying, OK, I'm my mom lives here and y'all offer this. How do I get in touch with the center here? Yeah. And it breaks my heart I that I have to say, I'm sorry. We're very fortunate to be able to do what we do. We are. And we're very fortunate that it's here for our survivors. So yes. 
it, it, it's, it just it almost gives me goosebumps, you know, to, to think about that. So uh, we're so excited. We cannot stress that enough um, about this podcast. And uh, I, I want to transition towards our, 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 our last segment in just one second, Pam. But I want to talk about next week's episode. Ne- Shall we tease? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. However, next week's episode, you're not going to want to miss. We've already talked about it on this episode just briefly, but we're going to have um, one of our, our licensed professional counselors. She's amazing. Both of them are amazing, but, but Liz Clark is going to come in and talk about PTSD. Yes, I think it affects a lot more people than um, we know, and it's important that we hear information of ways to cope with it so that we're not having to deal with it alone. That's right. It's a scary thing. Yes. And you know, the thing about it too is uh, Liz is going to talk about uh, what it looks like and she's going to talk about how to cope with it. She's going to talk about how it manifests in um, cancer survivors. She understands. And so I think it's important that um, we, we let people know, I mean, this is what we're, these are the kinds of things we're going to be addressing. And here we go right out of the gate. Episode two is going to be on handling and dealing with and understanding and recognizing post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. And sometimes we think of PTSD for just veterans, those that served our country, but it's um, for cancer survivors too. Yes. As I said earlier, I don't know of any part of going through cancer treatment that's not stressful. No, except coming here for the fun. Coming here for the fun (laughs) and a massage, catching fly, you know, catching fish on flies, Maybe going to the gun range. Hiking, <laughs> you name it. That's right. That's right. So, you know, Pam, let's talk about um, our last little segment of our podcast that we're going to be doing. Um, our podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. And so I think it's important. Um, Pete and those guys over there have been a part of 24 Hours in the Canyon for a number of years. And uh, it's only fitting that they be a part of our podcast as well. And so this last little segment we're going to talk about is called what we're calling Pete's Powerful Moment. So yep. let's let's walk through what a Pete's powerful moment is. Well, when you and I were um, sitting around discussing the podcast, and um, we knew that we wanted to end the podcast on something powerful, something that has changed, um, maybe us, maybe our uh, speakers, but we wanted to make an impact. And you know, it didn't take very long for you and I to to come up with a powerful moment. And I think we can go back to June of 2015, whenever we thought we were uh, (laughs) the bee's knees and sending out our first calendar to probably um, maybe 100 people, 200. I'm not really sure. But we had eight events on that calendar um, eight, eight, eight eight whole events eight whole events for free yeah and um, we had two yoga classes we had painting on canvas we had massage we had an art group music nutrition um and even a beauty day yeah. and so then um we can kind of laugh at that because 28 people showed up during that month and now fast forward five years later and we have 60 plus events on our calendar. You know, um, it, it's been a, a very evolving calendar, right? Yes. Because now it becomes the thing of where are we going to fit it? Whereas in the past, <laughs> you know, when you have eight, eight events, it's pretty easy to pick a day when there's nothing going on. But now if you've seen our calendars um, and, and you look at that and you go, how you can't fit anything else in there? No. 
where are we going to yeah. maneuver and make sure we have time that people can get from this class to that class? But, you know, I can't believe it's been five years and going from eight classes to 60 classes. Um, and I'm not for sure how many survivors we have touched during those five years, but I know it's a lot. Well, I know. I can tell you. So on average, we see between 400 and 450 uh, encounters with survivors each month. So 450. 450 encounters with survivors monthly compared to 28 our first month. So <laughs> I think that's a pretty powerful moment. Yes. yes. Um, and I think it speaks volumes too that the resources are needed. I right. think is, is what I see as well. Right. Yes. So, in, in, you know, in fact, talking about resources, this podcast is another resource, right? And so we want our listeners to uh, share our podcast. Send it to your friends, your family, you know, anyone you know that's going through cancer. Turn them on to our podcast because the the information we're going to share, yeah, some of our people will be local experts, but it's information that they can take and they can use no matter where they are, no matter what kind of cancer they've got, no matter where they are in their stage of, of their cancer journey. You know, we are going to have some national um, speakers that we're working on as well and guests. So not all of it's going to be just Amarillo related, but a lot of it is, well, I would say all of it is useful no matter what. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.